0: Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in.
1: Well, guys, welcome to the rap party. And no, this is not Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Brian with Pastor Luis. As you know, Pastor Ray is in Romania with uh, the rest of the team there. Um, but we're going to have a great time chatting, right, Absolutely. Pastor Luis? Yes. It's going to be good. I'm excited. So, uh, you know, as everyone knows, we are still going through the letter of Ephesians. And it's been so rich uh, to, to just um, discover everything. The, the First of all, the, the wealth that we have uh, as a believer Uh, And really, since Ephesians 4, we've been looking at what it means to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. Uh, We've talked about walking in unity and purity in love and light and wisdom. Uh, But then it gets very practical. And so that's kind of what you tackled, Pastor Luis, uh, really walking in a manner worthy of the calling at home and the workplace. And so uh, just kind of remind us what you how how you kind of uh, talked about that that chapter, the beginning of Ephesians 6.
0: Yes, so if you guys remember, uh, last week we heard we heard from Pastor Adam a uh, wonderful message on the relationship between the husband and the wife. So absolutely, Paul is getting very practical. And today we covered verse 1 to 9, where it talks about the relationship between the parents and the children and the slaves and their masters. And the whole idea of this passage is to give some practical guidelines on how we should Um, apply the relationship that we have with Jesus to our everyday relationship, especially Mm -hmm. in the household. So it talks a lot about submission and authority and the way we should submit to Jesus uh, should really be um, displayed in the way we submit to one another and we treat one another especially the ones who are the closest to us.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and I, I really liked how you brought just a lot of practical elements, uh, how you included some personal stories. Um, let's tackle each one real quick. So the first one was um, how we are to uh, walk as children. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned just the the call to honor. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you'd agree with me. This isn't something that we see much nowadays. And uh, mm-hmm. what what kind of advice could you give us as we you know, walk uh, against, you know, count, kind of counterculture. Um, how should we walk as as children in this uh, arena of honor?
0: Well, I think we're really quick um, to throw our parents under the bus sometimes for the things we wish they would have done to us, uh, would have done better. And uh, when we grow up, we think of our parents and uh, different things they did. And uh, we should be of the ones who are choosing to bless and not to to Mm. curse. Um, And I was talking to my wife about this and she was asking me, what do you mean when we should be honoring? Because so many people have had uh, abusive fathers Mm. and and really uh, poor role models in their homes. And I I told her, I think it's a lot about not waiting for our parents to make things right before we Mm. take the initiative to bless and to uh, choose to appreciate the good things that they've done to us even if that means just giving birth to us Um, and i think that's a really an element that we don't see in society today Uh, it's a lot about entitlement we want our parents to owe us something and so I think as believers, people who've chosen to uh, give Jesus lordship over our lives, we should be the ones who are not waiting for things to be right before we forgive, before mm-hmm. we bless, before we, sh- we show kindness to our parents. Uh, even if it's just a little season in our lives where they were good, yeah. we can still recognize that. Yeah. Well,
1: and it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times this this verse is what you want to make sure your children hear. But what a great <laughs> reminder that this applies to us even mm-hmm. now. Um, not just as parents but as but as children, you know whether our, our parents are still here on this earth or mm-hmm. you know whether it's it 's a, a matter of how we you know resent or not you yeah. know the stuff that has been done is to, to learn to let go yes. of that that 's great mm-hmm. um, from talking about children, Paul goes on to talk uh, to the parents yes. and uh, you mentioned just a, a call to family discipleship. I like that you mentioned mm-hmm. a book yep. uh, that, that we can pick up. Um, but talk about the four areas uh, of, of, uh, of what, um, what family discipleship looks like um, and, and just like briefly how we can implement, you know, this.
0: Yeah. So when I opened the book that I mentioned during the sermon uh, called Family Discipleship by uh, Chandler and Griffin, uh, Crossway published a book. And they uh, proposed four steps for discipleship, which I thought were really helpful. The first one being modeling. You know, leading by example, showing a true example in the home of what it means to have a relationship with Jesus we know that our kids are watching us all the time. Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, you know, they pick up on the on the good things and on the bad things. <laughs> um, so, is there, I, an, is there an example uh, that you've had recently with your children where you were like, oh man, they are watching. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess, you know, sometimes I, I do raise my voice at home and uh, my my son takes the liberty of raising his <laughs> raising voice, his to, voice uh, yeah towards his sister when necessary. Uh, and I'm like, my cat, this is not necessary, but he, he's seen me doing it, so... Um, but that's the reality we model um, and it's it's the first foundation for mm. discipleship. And then the second step is to uh, seize the opportunities that they call, um, uh, you know, moments. You know, you have uh, special moments uh, where you can um, see an opportunity to speak mm. truth in your child's life. You know, whether at, at a park or at school and they had a bad day, they're coming home and they have a lot on their hearts and you can really... Uh, just bring the gospel into mm. the situation.
1: So, so seizing seizing a, a moment that comes to you yes. and rec- recognizing it as an opportunity to disciple.
0: Absolutely. Actually. Like there's a fight happening at home. You're putting out a fire, mm-hmm. and you're just bringing peace in the situation. Whereas
1: sometimes you kind of want to just be like, uh, "Well, I'll be quiet, kids," and yeah. and like you know, stop it. Yeah. Instead of saying, "Hey, let's talk about this." Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good reminder. Yeah, my
0: wife was mentioning yesterday um, that my son was. Uh, Really refusing to watch our, his little sister while she was having a bath, and 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 of course my wife had to do something very urgent. And she just reminded him, "Hey, do you remember the story of a good Samaritan, how he chose to kind of lay down his life and really care for the other? Like, that's what you're called to do here. Mm. So it's like a ghost gospel oh, yeah. moment, you yeah. know? So these are really unintentional moments, but they are like God-given moments that right. we should really see. you gotta recognize. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And then there's a third step, which is uh, time. Uh, mm. These are intentional plan moments that you want to have with your family for devotions, mm. for prayer, uh, worship, and uh, it should be a routine. Should be something yeah. that you, it's thought out beforehand. Um, because if it's not planned, it won't happen. You yeah. know. <laughs> I want to. I want to address
1: that because I actually implemented that uh, yeah. the, the, that evening after listening to your message. Um, you know, so we'll we'll have devotional times yeah. around the table, but sometimes we're a little tired, and the kids, you know, we had a long day, and we're just gonna watch a show, yeah. and then usually it finishes with, all right, good night, guys. Yeah. And this time I was like, nope, let's be intentional. Even though we're watching the show, mm. the last thing we did before going to bed was like, all right, let's sit down and let's mm. have a devotional. So mm. thank you for that. It was a good reminder that you know you need to be intentional, and even if it includes you know, like having you know a good time, kids like watching a show before going to bed. Hey, let's end the day yeah. with that so that was a good reminder
0: yeah it's good and, and to, to be practical at home what we do is every night uh, when I put the kids to bed we lay down and we ask them uh, what are three things that you're grateful to God for today and so sometimes it's always the same thing well I'm grateful for hamburgers <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful for h- something h- give me hamburgers <laughs> yes or... <laughs> or watch a movie or school, whatever but uh, sometimes there are things that are a little more specific where questions arise about you know life and even and, you know God and and um, it's I, I didn't know Emma was so deep your youngest uh, child Emma, oh not her no, okay. Emma's already asleep by <laughs> <then>. <laughs> but uh, yeah so we, we, we dive into some deep questions sometimes but then once they've expressed these three things that they're grateful for we pray mm. over them and, and uh, we go go to bed with a, like this kind of peaceful Restful attitude, and so that's just a routine that's part of our lives. And what would you say
1: to someone that has been trying to do that, but it's, it's just really hard to implement that? Like, what's a good first step that you could suggest?
0: I think starts really small, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this half an hour family devotion thing, yeah. it can be just a one minute, two minute conversation prayer. Start by praying for your kid as they're going to school, you mm-hmm. know, just a simple prayer. Uh, you can't invent moments that are not part of your life, yeah. like, it has to be in a fabric of your family life, like mm-hmm. in the rhythm of your life. So if family meals are very important and you're very consistent with that, then integrate it's family great. devotion in yeah. there, yeah. uh, rather than try to recreate something that doesn't exist. Awesome, great advice. And what's that last one then? And uh, the last one was milestones, milestones you right. know. Uh, I mean, milestones will be part of the child's life, you know, a graduation, sport mm-hmm. event, um, a uh, special day at school, uh, just something really worth celebrating, where mm. you want to, again, not just celebrate the human being, yeah. but also celebrate God's work in that moment. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's that's where you can bring the gospel to.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So. Paul goes on to talk about children, then parents, and then he addresses the workplace, right? So yeah. the servants and the masters, of course, now it would be what? The employees and the employers. Yeah. Uh, and both have specific callings as well, right? So yeah. uh, what about the employee? If, if someone's listening and they're an employee, what's their call?
0: Our big call is to be um, submitted to authority, uh, regardless of how great your boss is or not. Uh, (laughs) And it's something sometimes hard to say, you know, we, we, especially as a French person, we like to, you know, uh, complain like, well, I know better. (laughs) they are more, how do we say that? Go out in the streets. Yeah. uh, Strike and all that. But um, yeah, it's all about submission. And the way you submit to your employer shows a lot about how you submit to Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's really Paul. Uh, point here is not to contest about you know slavery uh, which Paul was not for he's not proving slavery He's just saying in your state in your circumstance how can you show submission as a reflection of your own submission to Christ Mm -hmm. so again it's about having an amazing work ethic be on time at work Uh, just show appreciation for your boss and 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 all these things that shows a lot about your character you know
1: and you use that work that word um, a call to excellent work ethic and Mm -hmm. my definition of excellent is doing the best with what you have absolutely. and so it's not you know perfection but just doing the best with what you have and so that part of that is probably just preparing first of all your day by giving it to God and Mm. making sure that you're equipped with what what you need to face the day or face you know the the just or unjust things that are happening in in the workplace and just having that excellent work ethic so that's good and so that's for the employee what about the employer?
0: Yeah, I think for the employer, is to Paul is um, pointing towards our relationship to Jesus as uh, our master. And he's reminding all the employers or masters, hey, you have a master in mm. heaven. So if you have a master in heaven, just be uh, led by him in the way you should really treat mm. your employees or your slaves in, in the context of Paul. Right. And uh, I think often we forget that God is not just a... And the peace and love, God in the sky, but He is our master. He has the final word over every aspect of our lives, and I think we should try to really bring that, um, yeah, that example uh, as managers, or as CEOs, or whatever your role is, uh, entrepreneurs, to the way you do, mm-hmm. like the way you treat mm-hmm. your employees, mm-hmm. you know. And it's about servant leadership. It's really about serving them. Mm-hmm. Jesus exemplified that when He knelt down, washed yeah. His disciples' That's feet, true. and. Uh, Often we want a position, not because we want to serve, but because we want to be noticed, Mm -hmm. you know, but Mm -hmm. employers should be wanting really the good of their employees too. Mm -hmm. Um, So,
1: yeah. What a great reminder from from Paul as he's wrapping up what it means and how we can walk a manner worthy of the calling. Is there anything else you'd like to add uh, on that or anything you'd like to share with our listeners?
0: Yeah. I just want to really challenge the listeners to not keep some spheres in their lives private as to separate like oh this is my gospel Mm. kind of relationship with God and the church and then there's my work life and Mm -hmm. then there's my life at home and yeah but you don't assign my wife is like this or my husband is like this or my children are very difficult or whatever the case is at home or at work the gospel Mm -hmm. needs to invade um, your personal life your personal sphere there's nothing private with God and so I just want to challenge the listeners to position before God um, position themselves before God in a way to bring the gospel into all these spheres. Yeah,
1: and instead of like having places that are assigned as holy, like yeah. every place is a holy place, Absolutely. every moment is a holy moment if you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, and so yeah. that's, a, that's a great and, reminder.
0: And on that, just like to add as a last line, there's a quote that I love um, by uh, a teacher, a Bible teacher who said nothing, uh, in God's in God's word, nothing is secular but mm-hmm. sin. Sin mm. is the only thing that's secular. Mm-hmm. Like, so you don't, you don't have a secular job. Yeah. You have a calling. You have a job yeah. assigned by God where you can bring God's glory. The only thing that's secular in your life is sin. The rest is all sacred. Yeah.
1: Good word, Pastor Luis. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Well, next week, we're going to switch tables. You're, yeah. uh, the team's still in Romania. So you're going to uh, uh, interview me as, as we yeah. tackle the last part of chapter 6. Uh, I call it the epic conclusion, man. Like after Um, talking about the wealth and the walk of the believer, we're we're looking at the warfare of the believer. So how to uh, arm ourselves. And uh, so that's what we're going to be looking at next week. Uh, Until now, uh, until then rather, uh, listeners, thank you guys for paying attention and listening and being a part of this podcast world. And uh, until uh, next week, that's a wrap.